Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. We've decided to put measures in place that will assure that Canadians and that people from other countries make investments in our economy that will create growth and jobs. And we see that we can do that in a fiscally responsible way because we are reducing the amount of, of debt as a function of our economy over time. There he is, our finance minister, Bill Morneau. They've come up with a mini budget. Well, they call it a fiscal update, but we look at it as a mini budget. It's certainly very important, giving us a roadmap of where this liberal government thinks it can fight the next election campaign. One of the big leads, of course, is the deficit is not going away. The budget is not going to be balanced. In fact, the deficits will grow despite a strong economy and some extra, as I say, jingle in their jeans. We continue with reaction. We're going to go back to the phones. Um, But right now, I'd like to welcome John Turley-Ewart, who is risk management consultant specialist, and he specializes in capital markets with a lot of experience on Wall Street and Bay Street. And before that, he was the associate editor of the Financial Post, senior editor of the National Post. John, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much. What do you say? I guess the one of the big stories, we wondered what was going to be the approach and the reaction and which way they were going to go. We have this competitiveness from the United States of America. We have the lowering of taxes, pressure on these liberals to make some corrections and to do something to lure business to Canada. But no balanced budget. At first blush, what is your reaction here? Well, I certainly wasn't expecting a balanced budget going into an election year. Uh, Liberals are not uh, going to to Mm -hmm. bootstrap themselves uh, by uh, cutting the the deficit when they uh, are very prone to using other people's money to buy votes. So (laughs) we can expect that. Let me give you a little context. Um, The most important thing coming uh, this fall was the, the New Deal trade deal with the U.S., uh, this uh, cave gave the government the opportunity to focus on fixing the business situation. Now, if you recall, in 2017, foreign direct investment in Canada fell by 26%. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, uh, that's a big problem for Canada. Right now, we have interest rates going up, and we have the real estate market. Uh, market uh, you can see it in Toronto, as particularly, has lost steam. They've got to find a way to uh, um, stoke the economic embers. And the way to do that is to really uh, increase uh, investment in Canada and business growth. Uh, and I think this, uh, this update is really designed to do that. We see uh, $17 billion um, is going to go to help boost investment in Canada. Uh, a third of that is going to come next year in 2019 uh, uh, alone. Uh, that's obviously an election year. I think this is, uh, for business, that's generally a very good thing. Uh, there's some, obviously, concerns about what's happening in the U.S. in terms of how you do accounting treatment with, uh, with write-offs. Uh, Canada seems to be matching or beating that uh, in an attempt to, again, bring businesses across the border. Uh, so I think, generally speaking, it looks pretty good, although there are some interesting uh, tidbits in here. Like uh, what? What's well, grabbed like, your attention? So the export diversification. Diversi- 
electrification strategy. This is, uh, this is something that Canadians have been dealing with for over 100 years. Every time we get into a dispute with the U.S. Mm-hmm. over trade, we start thinking about, hey, can we have a free trade deal with Britain, with Europe, with whoever? Uh, you know, geography really commands our, 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 our trade deals. The U.S. sits below us at 330-odd million people. Uh, they're our biggest trading partner and always will be. Uh, so this is, I see, as a kind of... Uh, 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 it doesn't, it's not going to work. But anyways, it's a, a typical Canadian reaction to trouble with the U.S. on the trade side. The other piece is the $755 million for uh, social finance to allow charities and nonprofit groups to finance new ideas. I don't know, on the surface, it kind of looks like a slush fund uh, that mm-hmm. you can throw money at your friends and say, hey, think up a new idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure that's money well spent. Uh, on, on the positive side, they appear to be willing to look at red tape and internal trade uh, issues, and they want to overhaul some of that, uh, and again, to increase competitiveness. That's a good thing. Uh, I like seeing that. And of course, the, the one thing that stands out for many people in the media is yeah. that this is a, there's, a, there's a $600 million worth of uh, credits over five years, tax credits, that they're, that they're putting forward. Now, this, uh, we're going to have to get into the details on this. Uh, the concern is, what is a news outlet? How do they define that? Mm-hmm. Um, I, my own preference is what they're doing in Europe, where they're, they, for example, are putting a tax on or proposing a tax on Google that links to stories and use that money to, uh, to help finance. To, to uh, fund this. It's interesting they've done this on, on the media, too, and they're allowing news outlets to become charities that can take donations. Again, what is a news outlet? You know, they've, they've been very clear over the years. They're trying to move forward in modern media ventures. Does that mean online? Does that mean individuals? Does that mean bloggers? What does it mean? Well, you know, initially this was driven by the the the, the print media, the the, mm-hmm. the Toronto Stars and, and and Toronto Suns of the world, who were losing business obviously to online. But it, when they say news outlets, that to me speaks to uh, you know uh, online television. Uh, it, it opens up the 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 gamut. So the question is, how do they define that? Uh, and 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 then the other issue is when you become a charity, uh, that that becomes a very different kind of game. And more importantly, does this put um, uh, the journalism uh, field in the pocket of the liberals? I think that's one of the, the big questions that people will have. And uh, what way, at first, at first glance, what what makes you nervous about? There's there any way? I mean, again, it's, I guess it's the criteria, isn't it? Well, let's say, for example, the opposition uh, conservatives in Ottawa came out and said they don't support this, uh, and and they have good reasons, let's say, for for mm-hmm. doing that. Will the media? Um, who would benefit from this actually report on that? Would they report on that favorably? So, so it puts the it puts the media in a, in a, a conflict of interest. Their hand also. out. Yeah, exactly. They've got their hand out, and and if you're the public, you're wondering: Are they going to be able to report on this, analyze it uh, in a way that is fair and balanced? Given that you know they're they're facing tough times, and here's six hundred million dollars on the table. Yeah, and then you know if they don't report a certain way, they may not get the funding. Before we say goodbye, I just want to ask you: What is the highlight for this for Andrew Shear? If you're Andrew Shear and you're looking for your your issue, where's the vulnerability for you? Uh, I think the the great vulnerability is in the slush funds that appear to be what could be slush funds that they're they're setting up. The uh, you know social finance, 
uh, that sort of thing, I would be all over that and saying, you know, why, you know, what's 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 the criteria for giving this? Uh, there's a, an $800 million over five years, a strategic innovation fund. Those are all the kind of mm-hmm. places where you get money thrown at mm-hmm. friends, and it's a typical liberal ploy. I would be all over that. All right. Thank you, John, for joining us. Thanks a lot. You had a great evening. John Turley-Ewart is a risk management consultant specializing in capital markets, tons of experience, Wall Street, Bay Street, and he has been the associate editor of the Financial Post, senior editor in the National Post, so it was great to get his comment there on the journalism angle. We're going to return, and now we know more about it. What do you say? Do those slush funds make you nervous? On the other hand, John Turley-Ewart giving it a little bit of a high sign here saying that the liberals had done a pretty good job of counteracting the investment incentives in the United States. We're going to return with your thoughts, the voters, right after this. Uh, this is Global News Radio 640 Toronto.